Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 115, Episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck, fuck Fox the, News. It's fuck Fox. Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. You know I'm all about that Jack, about that Jack O'Brien. Uh, that is courtesy of uh, Megan Trainer and somebody else. Uh, we'll find their name. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. All of the Zeitz, all of the Zeitz. Okay, I couldn't do the whole part, but that's just one section, okay? And that's from Johnny Davis at Johnny D94710240. <laughs> that's legit the handle. Damn. So shout out to you, uh, CIA operative so who, who is trying to infiltrate Zyking. That's who got that handle. I was trying to get that myself. Yeah, because you because you have Johnny D nine four seven one zero two four one. Yeah, like it's my burner tool. <laughs> like an idiot. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious performer Ali Gondor. Hey guys, what's up, man? Me. Welcome. Thank you for being yeah, here. Absolutely. Happy First New time, Year. Happy long New Year. Time. Uh, I'm saying that for you. Happy New Year to you. Uh, <laughs> First time. First time. First time guest. Time. Long time uh, brewing. So, yes. you know, got another yeah. UCLA person. Uh-huh. Who you guys go way go. back, right? We uh, go way back without knowing we were we college went way buds. back. Yeah, just floating around the same giant school, paying a lot of money for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Floating around that uh, bear statue on the quad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? You know I used to jog around there sometimes. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you, uh, were you ever join up the squirrels of UCLA Facebook fan page? No. Is that- <laughs> I remember there's some yeah. dumb fucking page like squirrels <laughs> yeah. of UCLA. It was, uh, it was prime time for like bad Facebook groups yeah, that were right. just unite. Like I remember, uh, like there was a, there was a group that was just like serial and it had like 2 million members or something. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just like, it's like it was, you get it. Yeah. Cause yeah. at the time, like likes were also a thing. You'd look at someone's profile like, well, what they like? Right. Yeah. Like? What groups? Yeah. They, what brands do they like? Yeah, this is yeah. this is like two years maybe after the clever thing on MySpace being to make a MySpace page for something that didn't exist. You right. know, right. like or, yeah, yeah. or be like, this is the MySpace page for Big Bird, and we're yeah. like, Big Bird has a MySpace page. What? Yeah, you're in his top eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do college campuses have the most aggressive squirrels? Did, was that the case fed. with you? They're fed, but I mean, like cities. Squirrels are fed too. Well, I think like, in that area, there's just been generations of squirrels who know these people will give you fucking food. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, where I went to college, I, I guess maybe just there's so much garbage that they get to. What are you trying to say my, about Westwood? I'm saying my there's college so much garbage. had my college had the most aggressive squirrels. They would just like walk towards Georgetown. You. Yeah, those it, gray squirrels. Yeah, gray that y'all squirrels. got in DC. Yeah, yeah very strange, if and they were a, strangely colored too. If it's a universal college thing, maybe they're picking up on like pheromones, you know, right. like, like college kids in heat. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. Or maybe oh, they're maybe the it's like wild. just half-empty beers and they're getting drunk uh, yeah, and just yeah. like getting beer muscles. But yeah. Westwood didn't have shit like beers strewn about on campus. Yeah, people weren't. It wasn't the life. You weren't living that life at UCLA, really. Right, right. Huh. It was constricted to a couple streets. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and yeah that might have just been my. 
college experience. <laughs> you were just drinking on campus, <laughs> just tossing half out, that beer. <laughs> fuck it. Waking up on the quad with a half empty beer in my hand. Using a squirrel as a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about, uh, such as big news. Mm-hmm. The Avatar sequel is finally coming. Oh, my God. In two years. <laughs> Oh uh, my God! <laughs> and the uh, so so what we got were well we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into the we we got what looks like a bunch of screensavers. Uh, we got to roll our <laughs> sleeves up and dig deep through all this yeah. material. These four shots. We're gonna talk about Iran. We're gonna talk about uh, how the Pentagon is dealing with Iran and Iraq and being kicked out of Iraq and uh, you know. Not knowing, really showing a lot of organization. That. Yeah, out of the a lot of organization it. coming out of the Pentagon. Uh, we're gonna do a Menghazi uh, with Weinstein. I almost called him Jeffrey Weinstein, but uh, uh, that's well. a different guy. Harvey Weinstein's trial and uh, new charges coming uh, from the Los Angeles DA. Uh, we're also gonna talk about Courtney Friel, a uh, former Fox News anchor uh, who the president reached out to and uh, had a. You know, very enticing invitation for her. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about a campaign funding update uh, for the Democrats in 2020. We're going to talk about Tesla, which is now the most valuable car company in U.S. history uh, somehow. That's right, bro. That's right. That's right, haters. That's right, haters. Back are, you, off. Are, you, are you a Tesla fan, Miles? No. Uh, I just, I'm a fan of blunts, though, so, <laughs> you know. I'm a fan I, of. I have to support Elon. I'm a fan of his dancing. Uh, he's, oh, he's my, uh... He looked very comfortable doing both of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally cool. Smoking a blunt like a cop from Middle Earth. Mm. He dances and smokes a blunt like somebody who was raised with loose emeralds in his pocket, yeah. which he was. Uh, we're going to talk about Lori Laughlin's defense. We're going to talk about uh, what movies are coming out in 2020. All of that and plenty more. But first, Ali, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, yeah, I went back and looked. Um, this was a search for Luke Skywalker, aunt and uncle, burned action figures. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is, oh, <laughs> this, this is uh, for, so from the very first movie, uh, there's that one brutal scene where he comes back home to find just the most insanely charred. violent like charred remains they're yeah. just these like smoking skeletons it might be like the most brutal death of anyone in the series right wait i, don't... I didn't re- i don't remember him oh, seeing yeah. charred corpses yo he comes Good, yeah. back fucking uncle owen on baru fucking scorched <laughs> scorched damn and it's uh like you see like jawbone and shit it's like, like I, I went back and watched it it's enough there's first you he gets the idea of like oh wait that that means my home might be on fire too he comes back home you see a wider shot of the charred bodies and you're like oh that's brutal and then they do one zoomed in one that has right. them like pirates of the caribbean style like stretched across their front here we got the picture just full-on <laughs> charred Yo, skeletons skeletal yeah. remains Yo, that is like straight up Terminator 2, but worse. I honestly think it's the worst death anyone's had in any of the thing, like including villains probably. Right, for like a PG movie. Although yeah. I guess Raiders of the Lost Ark was also PG and we saw somebody's face melt off his skull. Yeah. Huh. So so I I, uh, I remember like back in the day finding, somebody put this in like a forum or something, this image of 
the action figure set of uh, Luke's uh, aunt and uncle, and it was just these charred skeletons, but in the traditional action figure packaging with like yeah. you know the cardboard back and a little plastic see-through thing. And there was, I think this was like early enough on the internet that there was nowhere, no way to tell if it was real or not. So yeah, I just recently right. was like, was that a real thing? Went and looked. Never an official product, but somebody on Etsy has started producing them custom made so you yeah. can oh, get one hell if you yeah. want. So their existence and death always raised an interesting question for me because they were hidden, like they hid Luke Skywalker, uh, Anakin Skywalker's son that he didn't know existed with his relatives. So they weren't even really trying to hide him from Darth Vader. Like Darth Vader should have known because it was with, Darth Vader's relatives. So, and like Obi-Wan was hanging out right there. So, why I my my theory on this, <laughs> okay. my theory on this is that Darth Vader was in on it the whole time and he was protecting his children. Yeah, that's one theory. Ah. Yeah. My theory is Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad. No, dude. That's just a fan I'm serious. theory. That's just a fan just theory, wait, dude. Wait, so was you're saying Owen is Related to Darth Vader, I think he is. Yeah. Um, oh, I I think he was sent there so that Aunt Beru stepbrother could... stepbrother of Anakin. Yeah. So I mean, there you go. Like, you think he's he's gonna never find them if he's hanging out with his stepbrother? He oh. has his adopted kid. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize Beru's like... last name was White Son. <laughs> Beru White Son. Yeah. Owen Lars. How did you not realize that? Because uh, they, they, in the movie, they were scorched skeletons just called Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Yeah, that's true. Love the expanded universe, though. Gotta love she it. did feed him a lot of blue milk. I think that was crucial yeah. to him mm. growing up a strong boy. Oh, uh, and I loved watching him just drink it right from the udder. The that's what I was hoping in the the second, yeah, in the second of the new prequels. Yeah, because the, there was. Or whatever the sequels, there were those animals that just had the wild udders hanging out. Yeah, mm. but did blue milk come out of there? Yeah, Luke squirted blue milk directly into his own mouth. Dude, I blocked that shit out of my yeah, mind. I think. you should have. I, was... th I thought so. Is that right? Damn. It's like uh, it's like a greenish. I think it harkens back to that blue milk he used to drink for sure. Okay. But he, man, he gives a big old slurp. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's a freak, bro. That's he's been living on the island. He Luke got his is, own rules. He's real. Like they they went in on like him just being like. Kind of fucked up. Yeah, like, not like it's just that like he's bachelor bachelor life left to yourself <laughs> yeah. for too long. Yeah. Like yeah. Just sucking like on an alien titties. Yeah. Not in a good place. Uh, uh, Someone to drink, yeah. man. Go over there. Uh, <laughs> it's like yo, what the fuck? Man? This is the original hedonism, <laughs> which is resort. like probably more accurate, but it's also like kind of weird. That it was a weird call to make him so strange. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, overrated. I'm I'm going quite literally with this one five-star uber drivers and five-star lyft drivers yeah and this is this this comes with yeah, I, there are so many drivers out there who are great five stars i get it it's a great hustle i respect the hustle but i've just had way too many experiences getting into a car with somebody who turns out to be an insane like nut job racist or like misogynist who's trying to get me to talk like just slimy shit about the girls on the sidewalk yep, and stuff yep. and their rating is like 4.98 yeah. So I just like I think there's maybe an epidemic of people being too scared to give an Uber driver 
a realistic. Yeah, because on one hand, you know? like you don't want to knock someone's ability to like yes. to like you don't want to fuck up their rating, right? But I think some drivers are kind of shapeshifters depending on their passengers because you'll yeah. read the thing. It's like they were so helpful, and it's like I'm sure the slick ones know. Don't start talking some shit about a woman's ass on the street to when right. you have women in the car. Right, right. right you got right. a dude in there, and they can be like, let me, yeah. let, me, let me loosen the tie a little bit. Right. So right. they're yeah, they're not seeing it. I had I had a I had one just crazy experience where I I got out and it was, it was like it was there was this woman I could tell she was like maybe having a night. Like I got in, she took like a a couple minutes too long, kind of finishing her text before we started going. And Ooh. I was like, oh, that's chill, do your thing. And then she turned up the radio super loud. It was uh, it was like Led Zeppelin, whole lot of love, which was really okay. funny. And I was like, okay, Sandra, like you, <laughs> you, you, you rock, you know, like right. whatever, 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 I don't know what, what impression you're trying to give. And she starts speeding down these uh, like speed bumps down my street, like hitting them hard, like Ooh. where she's where I'm Catching like, hair. hey, you're yeah. you're ruining your, your car right now. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. I mean, that's on you. Uh, and then after after you know just uh, maybe like like t- uh, five minutes of that. We get out. She turns down the radio and she looks back at me in the rearview mirror and she goes, "Can I ask you something? Uh-uh. Why are all guys such assholes? Uh, Why are you all assholes?" And I was just like, "Damn, Sandra. Oh, yeah, uh, we we can be pretty bad." Well, hold on. <laughs> Let me before I answer. Am I yeah. a five star asshole? Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. That might affect if I give you five stars. Right. Uh, I, there's a way to have that conversation. I've had that conversation. Like, yeah, guys are dicks. Let's talk about it. But the more we got into it, the more it was just like, "Oh no, you, I, you are the wrong one here." And she was also driving like. Um, do you remember in Vanilla Sky when yeah. uh, Cameron Diaz is doing that like <laughs> yeah. like that crazy death ride? Like that's truly like my conversation wasn't coming from a place of empathy. It was coming from calm this person down oh, so they right, don't right. crash. Yeah. And her rating was again like four point nine or some yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I'm that I always reflectively go five. Yeah, yeah, I always do too. And that's and I'm saying unless I, you get I, some, I, I there is there is a part of that that I think is like the good guy move. Like, yes, let's support this. Let's like make sure they whatever. I think it's so easy to give a five star ride. Let's give them all five stars. But if you give somebody a five star ride and they're a little bit crazy, you're passing that hot potato on to somebody who's gonna get it and it's gonna fucking explode on. Yeah, them. or you just have to say, hey, my man, I gotta warn you, man. We're drifting into a four-star ride here. <laughs> right. And right. I don't want to fucking, I'm not trying to trying to take fucking money out your pocket. Right. But this is becoming a quickly, I mean, I'm going to be honest, this might be a two-star ride. To go four stars, I would have to believe that they should not be doing this job for the safety of themselves or others. So, but so that's even your four you, star. Yeah. And eighty percent a B a B plus on or yeah. a B minus on a test yeah. means you should not be driving this yeah. car. So Probably. that that is what happens. Somebody takes a hundred rides. They're all like nothing. They're all eventless. They're all five star. Then you take a, a ride and it's like pretty bad, and yeah. they get a four star, and it affects their rating like nothing. Yeah. Right. I yeah, think what when or maybe it. more nuanced rating. I can't just say by the based on the everything I've experienced on this ride that I can just distill it down to one metric. Yeah. yeah. I can do five stars for conversation. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can do five stars for driving. Mm-hmm. I can do three stars for the farting. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah, that's fair. So what's the what's the wildest Uber the, experience you've ever had? I've had a ton, bro. I had a dude who was from Uzbekistan. And he was complaining that you couldn't punch women in the United States. Oh, word. Yeah, he was like, you, like, he was describing, like, punching someone. Like, his friend, he said, like, yeah, my friend is in jail because he, and was gesturing punching. Right. Like, he punched. He's like, yeah. Threw a closed hand through someone's face. And now he's jail. And I'm like, right. And he's like, (laughs) like, nah, nah, not like that at home. 
And right. I was like, okay, uh, huh. thank you. For the it. other one, usually I get like mostly ignorant people with terrible takes on social issues. Mm. Yeah. Like I remember like when Pride was happening, uh, this fr- this French guy, he was driving me and Her Majesty uh, through like West Hollywood and like all the, the streets were, you know, there's a bunch of closures because the parade was happening. He goes, I don't understand this. Mm. They have to have a parade. Mm. There's no straight people parade. Yeah, and there I go, it is. And I said, I'm pretty sure every parade that exists <laughs> is, is for that. Parade. Just like when when yeah. people, I remember in high school constantly having to educate white classmates on why there's a BET. There's no And I'm like, it's called every other network. Right, yes. It already is. So that's what it's, That's. do you understand that? Yeah. Imbalance? Okay, never mind. LA, you get a lot of actors. A lot of actors. Coked up actors. I've had a couple of those that are wild. Or, like, I get ones, too, old players, like old black dudes in their 50s who (laughs) are telling me, they're like, hey, bro. They're just telling me about all their, like, women problems. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hilarious because I'm like, you have not matured at all emotionally. Right. You're in your 50s. You have grandchildren. Yeah. And you're talking about, you're referring to, like, when your girlfriend is like, this hoe is not, (laughs) you know, she she wants to get all in my my shit because I'm coming home late. I'm just playing basketball. Right. I'm like, okay, but do you Never mind. I'm... Thank you so much. This conversation has been entertaining. (laughs) Uh, What's something you think is underrated? Uh, I'm going to go with the musician, performer, philosopher, Andrew W.K. on this one. Wow. Uh, Yeah, this is controversial. I feel like uh, a lot of people maybe don't have the best opinion of him. Regardless of whether you're into his music, which I think uh, first first two albums are awesome if you want to get into uh, the album I Get Wet. Or mm-hmm. the album uh, The Wolf, both of those great. He has since moved on to become uh, this very like thoughtful voice of empathetic philosophy. He had he had a column in the Village Voice for a long time. I think it was like mm-hmm. a weekly thing where it was like Ask Andrew WK, <laughs> and people would write in with these questions that were like pretty heavy, and he just gives like the most uh, uh, just his whole philosophy basically is like life is this overwhelming thing that we're all experiencing and every single moment that you feel unease like that is the feeling of being alive and that is something that like you need to embrace and fold into your experience growth yeah and the way that he expresses all of that is partying partying. yeah Yeah. Yeah. like partying partying is the way to uh channel that single vibration that we all are on and all struggling with he's a really i i worked with him oh really years ago yeah when I worked at Playboy, we basically did a failed April Fool's Day campaign okay. where I pitched Andrew WK this idea that this was during the presidential election. I yeah. said, it's like so left and right right now. It's like, let's do a thing where you're announcing this new thing called the party party. So it's <laughs> yeah, not the Republican yeah. party or the Democrat party. It's the right. party party. Mm. And we did this whole like video. And he, dude, he went on Fox and all these things. The problem was... He was not telling people it was done with Playboy. So he sort of took it as like this thing where people were like, and you're starting this new movie. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, thanks to Playboy. It's like, but this was fake. And I just helped. <laughs> okay, whatever. And like working with him was also very interesting because he was so involved in it. And he also is, dude, this dude came, he showed up to the first meeting with a CVS shopping bag as his briefcase. <laughs> I'm not even yeah. joking. Yeah. He had his wallet in there. He had some keys. He had a phone in there and like a notepad and it was a shopping bag and these like wild ass wraparound like blue blocker sunglasses and i remember him coming to this 
building, putting down his shopping bag and takes his glasses off, folds them very nicely and like very daintily like puts them in his shopping bag as if that were the sunglasses case and went about it. And I was more he, focused on his shopping bag briefcase. Yeah, he's like he's he's weirdly like minimalist and maximalist at the same time, you know, <laughs> right, like right. he's so like there's that. But then his concerts and his whole vibe is just like to the max. That first album, I Get Wet, is just like. Everything is just a pounding like party anthem. There's right. like party is in like I want to say four of the song titles on the album. Right, right. Um, he uh, and I and I it was I had a weird like relationship with him too because I used to ride home from high school with this guy and he'd play him a lot and I was like more into I was like a little bit more of like a punk music snob or like aphex twin kind of stuff sure and he would play andrew wk and i was just like this guy's just like a jock like what is yeah, this right, like what's, right, the, right. what's the deal with this and then i watched him live on snl and just the amount of energy that he gave to that performance on snl i was just like sitting on the floor the glow of the tv on my face and i was just like enthralled i was like i'm in i'm fully in You're like i want to take a photo with blood all over my face now <laughs> <laughs> really my uh, i used to have a poster that uh that cover in my room and uh, one time my my niece was over at my house and, and she like wandered in my room and she saw it and my mom like wasn't able to stop her from seeing the poster. She's like, what happened? And my mom's explanation was like, oh no, he hit his nose and he's on the way to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's how you party, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, what is a myth? What some of the people think is true you know to be false? The The myth is that you can recycle paper towels. You can't recycle paper towels. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, but I, I've, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm a little OCD about it. Like at my place, because I'll see paper towels in the recycle, and then I'm, I'm like picking and putting them in the right spot. There's something about the fibers of paper towels, like they've been recycled so many times that huh. the fibers are now too short to be used for anything else. Um, also, anything that's Greasy, grease on it. yeah. yeah. Pizza box, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. pizza box. Oh, really? I've, I've seen yeah. ads with the pizza box thing where if you can get the top of the pizza box off and it's not greasy, you can recycle that. Right. But the okay. bottom of the it, that's all, part, yeah. yeah. And that's that's wild too. The grease thing is something like once they mix all the paper stuff up into whatever that like recycle slurry is yeah. that they yeah. then make new stuff out of, the grease just kind of creates these like weird oil bubbles in it and stuff so they can't use it at all oh no but yeah paper towels is a big bummer but then i've also read like look it's something that's been used as many times as it could have been if you can compost it but right. otherwise yeah. don't put it in the in the uh, recycle because it'll it'll fuck up i'm just making i'm making a big paper towel ball perfect <laughs> how like, important like indiana jones style like, yeah. i just can't i'm yeah. like you know what this has to go to something and oh, then just leave it in a so room and anytime you need to wipe your hands you just roll, yeah just, roll, just roll, wipe, right. the big ball. wipe the ball yeah <laughs> How uh, how important is it that you like rinse out a glass jar that you're recycling? Is that that's a good question? I'm I'm definitely uh, I'm not the authority on it by any means, but like I've heard, as long as you can kind of get most of the food foodie chunks off of it, right? Because they have to do their own cleaning process at the plant too, right? Yeah. But just like I, you know, I, I guess I would compare it to like if you wash stuff off of a dish before, before you, you put, put it in a yeah. dishwasher, okay. maybe like about okay. that amount, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Word. Immigrant, my immigrant mother, in my mind, I'm fucking, I'm scrubbing the whole thing up out that fucking thing, man. <laughs> yeah. I used to have to. My God, I what's a dishwasher? Cleaning. Didn't have one. Didn't <laughs> yeah, have one. Yeah, it was yeah, me. Like, it was my hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, our, ours was storage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's for extra for the yeah. nice dishes going there. Yeah, ours had like other like food and stuff in, <laughs> in your budget. It's just dishwasher. like another another pantry. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I was like, I yeah, I was drilled into just cleaning every fucking thing out. Because in Japan, when you do your recycling, 
you clean the fuck out that shit. Really? Like you, yeah, you... I mean, but that's just also, I think, culturally inbuilt of just right. being as thorough as possible. And it's mostly about not inconveniencing the other, the person on the other end of this transaction, right. which would be like the person who has to process it. You're like, well, let's make their job easier. Yeah. 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 I feel it feels better to put out recycling that's been rinsed out. Oh, yeah. When like I do it, I yeah. feel like I'll fire up another coal plant, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh the, other, the other last thing that a lot of people do, too, is don't put it in a trash bag. Like, don't put your your loose yeah, recyclables yeah, in, in, that, in, like, in the recycle. In, yeah, yeah, because then that gets often just mistaken for trash, and so they'll just throw that whole thing. They have recycle bags. If you like, still want to use bags for your cycles, they have recycle bags that are like translucent blue, so that you can see through them. They're kind of like uh, known that, as recycle, yeah. and then huh. that, that'll help you. Out I always use paper shopping bags. Okay. Yeah, or whatever, yeah, and then if just I dump need. it in. Yeah, because then that that bag can be recycled too. Yep. So, boom, yeah. bow. That works. If you need to get a bag at the at the store, you know. Damn. What I mean? This or, was or bring your own. one of those very straightforward myths that I think is actually helping yeah. people. Well, That's I also crazy. started yeah. using In your face, Marcella, <laughs> because of the paper <laughs> towels. I uh, I just I started using like like dish like dish towels more. You yeah, know what I mean, like going mm-hmm. back to that that time. Yeah, but also like in. A Japanese house, you would have just like one wet, damp cloth that's right. used for like wiping or everything like throughout the day. So you'd all there. I'm like trying to bring that shit back. The pre one damp, one dry. Yeah, one because like you would leave it on your dining table, so then you can like wipe up the table, or like if you, your fingers were just kind of dirty, you just kind of hit your fingers with it real quick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have a little napkin. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Different strokes for different folks. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, so we're continuing to see uh, a little bit of pushback in these United States and quite a bit of pushback in Iran uh, from the uh, assassination of Soleimani. Um, Rand Paul has come out and said the libertarian senator uh, went on Fox to say basically he, he doesn't like this. Yeah, that I guess the the most reasonable thing you could say from coming out of Rand Paul, uh, his whole thing was just sort of like, yeah, if you asked if we're safer now uh, than we were before Soleimani was killed, uh, the answer is we were safer before right. all of this happened and how unnecessary this is. And his whole thing was like, well, I don't, I think diplomacy is now not an option anymore. Yeah, and he's like, I hate this. Yeah, I hate this. But I don't know. He's been such a rubber stamp for Trump. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be full blown opponent of armed conflict with Iran, or he just says this so when he inevit if it comes to some kind of vote where he has to, you know, be recorded and go on the record, he'll be like, "Well, I also did say I hated this." Right. Yeah. But so, I'll also confirm Brett Kavanaugh. So we're or whatever cool. I'll do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, very uh, a little bit of pushback, but uh, I guess you know you could you could, if you had to file that under something, it would be a light push. Yeah. And uh, then yeah. Is the. So the official position is still that they did it because he was like about to pull the trigger on some Which is total massive like twenty four style uh like there's a bomb underneath the convention center. We yeah, gotta take him out. Um but yeah, there there's according to people who don't believe everything the president says, like nobody really knows why he did it other yeah. than to kind of make himself seem like war president. And anyone who has answers has been so cryptic when they're pressed about like, well, what is it? Then can we right. see this intelligence? Like, well, I don't know. Like he's, uh, he's like, he's, he, this, this is bad. Something could happen. <laughs> right. Do you think he told Mitch McConnell on that golf trip? 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Probably was about it. It felt like such a brag when he was like, I knew about it on our golf outing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like oh. Okay. Was that Lindsey Graham? Or no, or sorry, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, yeah. Lindsey Graham, yeah. <clears throat> well, of course, he's, I, I'm, I, I don't, fuck, these people are just absolute monsters. And then when you look at even, the another bit of pushback came from Mark Esper, the Secretary of Defense, who, again, we'll talk a little bit more about how disorganized the Pentagon is, but he was sort of saying like, Oh yeah, like destroying like uh, cultural sites, uh, Iranian cultural sites. That's not going to happen. He's right, like, we will follow the laws of armed conflict. The president threatened to destroy fifty-two different yeah. sites, uh, and some of them cultural sites, and which is a number tied to like the, the amount num- of uh, yeah. of hostages. Number of hostages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like so, straight up like terrorist shit. It's like yeah. It well, and also yeah, you're. You expect the region of the world where like the eye for an eye retaliation philosophy is born out of like you can you think you're just gonna get away with like cultural genocide too yeah like, mm. like it's the whole thing's an absolute mess and also like the idea that America would follow the laws of armed conflict is also <laughs> right <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, fifty-two, fifty-two is a very like art of the deal kind of thing too right yeah. right right so, yeah. oh yeah make it have meaning yeah yes. I don't, and so we're just kind of waiting around uh, because Iran has said that, uh, or the supreme leader has said that they're going to respond directly. It's not like a proxy will attack a U.S. right a U.S. interest. It, it will be a direct attack. So that's what yeah, and everybody's all this while waiting for. Even Netanyahu was like, I don't know. Hey, I don't know if that was a good idea. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah, he's that's... even distancing himself from this shit. And like, Yo. again, this was so impulsive. And this is, we're because we are at that stage now where you're like, man, I wonder how bad this presidency could get. Right. We're fucking here now. Yeah. Like before, it was a lot of just posturing and bullshit. Obviously, the untold sorrow and pain caused to many other groups of people. But now we're in that phase where it's now a gl- beyond, like turning into a global liability. Yeah. yeah. So the Iraqi parliament voted to basically uh, issue a, was it a resolution uh, to kick U.S. troops out of yeah. the country? A victim. Um, and yeah, to evict them. Uh, yeah, it was a resolution, which is non-binding, but they're urging the government to evict American troops. And the Pentagon uh, had a letter that they issued that said, yeah, we're going to do that, and like giving people instructions on how to uh, get the fuck out of Iraq. And then the uh, Joint Chiefs chairman, uh, or the defense secretary, told reporters, uh, there's been no decision whatsoever to leave Iraq, period. He like ran ran down the hall and like said it was a mistake. Right. Uh, the Joint Chiefs chairman confessed the letter was a draft released, quote, by mistake, and then uh, somebody somebody else suggested that it was like a uh, disinformation campaign. Like they tried to make it seem like, oh, we're we're being uh, fucked with by spies. That's that's why we're so fucked up. Uh, yeah, that's why or, we've gotten everything completely wrong. Or there's no plan. Yeah. And this is, I mean, again, I think a lot of people suspect, like, oh, how'd that mess? How'd that letter leak when you're dealing directly with the government of Iraq? Well, it wasn't leaked. They issued it. No, no, but I'm saying there's one train of thought where they were working on this draft together because the they were, in fact, planning on troop withdrawal. Right. Unbeknownst to Trump, therefore, the denials came out. 
Right. Because they're dealing directly with them being like, yeah, yeah, well, I, I guess we'll have to get the fuck out. But uh, just don't tell old, you know, fucking mashed potato brain. Uh, right. Or else he's going to get real, he's going to get real angry. Um, or that, you know, even within that, there's been such an erosion of trust between the two governments. They're like, they'll just leak any fucking thing that they get their hands on, too. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we don't really, we don't, we're not really interested in this relationship anymore. Yeah. Regardless of what uh, the truth is behind this, it just shows no one is on the same page. No one has a plan. And this is just, I don't know, I, it, further revealing the uh, the chaos that is existing within the Defense yeah. Department and like having to deal with whatever you know the president's wishes are. Yeah. This Daily Mail article says that it would be ordinary to have a contingency plan that included an advisory letter. To a host country, so like the it it makes sense that this would exist and that there would be a draft of it, but that a copy surfaced overnight that was translated into Arabic, and so that suggested it was finalized language, not a draft. So uh, it seems like they're just kind of all over the fucking. Yeah, sometimes place. you translate stuff into Arabic for fun. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just practice. <laughs> um, Paul Gozar, is that uh, how we're pronouncing that? Gozar the Gozarian. Yeah, I don't know. That's straight up a ghost, a Ghostbusters He's, bad guy. I think uh, it's Mark, Mark Paul Goslar. <laughs> Mark. Right. Well, I didn't realize he was Indonesian. Mark Paul Goslar. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's partially Asian. Is he? Yeah. Shout really? out to him. Yes. People, I was like, what? Zach Morris? Hold on. Time out. Yes. <laughs> Asian icon. Mark Paul Gosseler. That's wild. Uh, I just want to say, uh, wait, what is it? His... Wait, we didn't all freeze when he said time out. Was... <laughs> oh, oh, time out. I don't have the power. Yeah, his mother, who is of Indonesian and Dutch descent, is from Bali. Hell yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> just a little fact. I learned that as at an Asian as fuck show huh. at UCB. Um, yeah, so Paul Gosar, he's a dentist, and he is... He's one of those. He's, he's a dentist. Yeah. Okay. His, his like handles Doctor Paul Gosar on Twitter. Full. But he he's been known to be a verified piece of shit. When he yeah. was running for office, his siblings put out an ad being like, "Don't vote for this shitbag, our brother. Yeah. yeah. He's a racist. He doesn't deserve any kind of power or responsibility. Leave this man alone." He still was elected. Uh, but he is now. Um, you know, oh, oh, just to add to his resume. Resume. Uh, he also believed the Charlotte's the the violence in Charlottesville was a left wing plot. Of course, and How could it not be? tried to like boycott the Pope because of all the climate change talk. Because the Pope acknowledged climate. Stay change? in your lane, bro. Yeah, yeah, like he wasn't. He's just anyway. This is this is this him man. and meatloaf. He has nobody in his corner, and again, he act. He now acts like a guy who has no one in his corner and just gets their jollies from like trolling and the little likes he can get mm. off posts. So he. Oh, on Christmas, again, he posted a video of Hillary Clinton in a TV interview where a light stand like fell down, like hit her in the head. And he's like, he's like, remember the reason for the season or tis the season? Some dumb shit. Like, okay, fine. Uh, because, yeah, you just like to see women uh, get hit with things. Get harmed. Um, and then on this week, he then posted a photo of what looks like President Barack Obama shaking hands with President Rouhani of Iran. Uh, and captioned it, the world is a better place without these guys in power. Now, this doesn't make sense because, A, the shit is fucking photoshopped. Right. Uh, from the time, at the time, I think uh, Obama was meeting with the president of India. And, B, Rouhani is still in power. So, it, everyone was like, what are you trying to say? Like, right. what does this mean? Like, do you think this is Soleimani or something? What 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 are you getting at? And in true, like, loser, insecure, troll fashion, he goes on the attack. 
Mm. So he has to explain why he did this dumb fucking photo. One, thread, okay? Th- prepare yourself for threadage. One, to the dim-witted reporters like at D. Medine 11. No one said this wasn't photoshopped. <laughs> no one said the president of Iran was dead. Mm. No one said Obama met with Rouhani in person. The tweet said the world is a better place without either of them in power. Two. Dimwit. Two. <laughs> point the two. The point remains to all but the dimmest. Yes. Obama coddled, appeased, nurtured, and protected the world's number one sponsor of terror. Boom. The world is better without Obama as president. The world will be better off without Rouhani. Yeah. So Face, how did you not take that from his initial tweet of a Photoshop photo <laughs> saying that it's better that both of these guys aren't in power anymore, even though one of them is you and they never idiot. met? No one said this wasn't you Photoshop. Really? So, yeah. Dr. Paul goes, are you a fucking dentist? Go fuck yourself. That, that The world is a better place. We were supposed to read that half- is currently without Obama and right. and half will be is a better place right. when yeah when Rouhani's out. Uh, nobody funny. said this wasn't photoshopped. Just, yeah, is my favorite. Someone tweeted thing. something like, "That's the Gettysburg Address of our modern times." <laughs> <laughs> nobody said this wasn't photoshopped. Yo, I love it. Uh, what a fucking tool. Uh, let's let's check in with Mengazi. Uh So Harvey Weinstein uh, trial uh, was supposed to be sort of a boring day. Uh, two days ago, Monday, uh, things were kicking off with jury selection. Uh, but a couple things happened. So first of all, yeah. on Monday, uh, the LADA announced that they were bringing charges uh, because of women he raped in Los Angeles. Uh, in his hotel room uh, not that long ago in uh, the past 10 years. Uh, And so they're asking for extra bail and to remand him in prison while he awaits trial uh, because, as the New York DA pointed out, he may realize just how completely fucked he is. and like, like, yeah, how bad the evidence is. He's even more of a flight risk than he was before because now, uh, even if he thinks he can get off here, he then has another trial ahead of him in Los Angeles. Uh, And, yeah. So, uh, also, on Tuesday, uh, he was texting during the trial, like in the courtroom. He was on his phone during on his, his own phone, trial? Texting. Such, such a millennial, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the judge is famous for being like, no phones in my courtroom. And he just like was all on that shit, like oh, not really? even trying to hide it. Uh, the judge flipped out on him, flipped out on his lawyers. Uh, his lawyers were like, guys, come on. This isn't fair that like there's so much information out there about uh, – what a rapist our client is. Uh, how's he going to get a fail tr- fair trial? Uh, and the judge was like, get the fuck out of here. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, I think they're adding another. So he's out on $5 million j- uh, bail for the New York charges, and they added another $5 million, which I'm sure he'll have. No problem coming up with, although I don't. How the fuck does somebody like this get $5 million? Like, just keep- in the bank. Yeah, I, I got a GoFundMe going if you guys want yeah. to help him out at all. Help <laughs> this dude out. Pitch yeah. in. I mean, he's uh, hard. This is where they need Big to harf. like. You want like reform around bail to be like, okay, how much money you got? Right. You willing to come up off eighty percent of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. 
Because that's how that's how that shit affects most other people who get caught up in the legal system. Like, At least it's like yeah, it should be relative, right? Yeah, I, yeah or what I mean, or just figure out the, or get rid of the system. I don't know, reform it. But I, like no, clearly, like when you got money, where you can be like, I think when you're when you're at that level. Because most people, we've noticed there's basically two legal systems in mm. this country. At that level, I mean, <laughs> as if they'd make the rules fair, uh, it should. I really feel like you want to, you want those people to really consider. It's like, huh? Do, am I really? Do I think I'm that innocent, or do, is it worth it to me to put all this money out? Yeah. Because yeah. then they can just go out and fucking, you know, wear your ankle monitor and go yuck it up at someone's open mic. Right. Something proportional, because even if you do get them to do 80%, they'll just find a way to divert their funds elsewhere and be like, this is my 80%. And now right, it's right. You know, yeah, the same thing they do with math. taxes and shit. Yeah, or people so. when they're trying to do child support or spousal support. Exactly. Like, like Rudy Giuliani literally quit his job at the beginning of, I think, of 2019. So he could tell like a judge, be like, I can't support my my ex-wife. Yeah. I haven't worked. It's like, yeah. bro, you quit your job so it will look like you have no income. Right. But most judges now are used to that trick and they're like, pay up. Look at all this money I spent on buying Bitcoin. I don't yeah. have any I don't have any dollars left. Right. God, I, mean, I went yeah. to Ukraine a bunch. Those tickets aren't cheap. Yeah. Yeah. In another Mengazi update, uh, there's a new accuser of the president. Uh her name is Courtney Friel. Uh, she was a fill-in Fox and Friends uh, host, and she had said that she would be interested in like being in some way associated with the Miss Universe pageant, like a judge or something, because I guess her background is also uh, in the pageant culture. Well, yeah, you can't be an anchor, a woman anchor on Fox, unless you've been right. through the pageant system. Yeah. So that's the feeder system. Yeah. Uh, so Trump reached out to her just being, a, you know, he's like, oh, well, look at that. I mean, I'm a fan and she wants to be involved with my thing. Uh, so he reached out to her and just wanted to let her know uh, that she was the hottest of them all on Fox News. Oh, Jesus. And also uh, invited her up, he said, uh, and this is how we know it's true because this is like, so awkward and specific. Uh, he said, you should come up to my office sometime so we can kiss. Um, uh, which is... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What? I'm, again. You should come up to my office sometime so we can so kiss. So we can kiss. Like, there, she wouldn't be able to... That's not... If you were making that up, you would not say that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so weird sounding that it would... Like, you would come up with something more believable. Like sounding. how Jeff mm. Bezos's uh, I love you alive girl texts. <laughs> yeah, <or> exactly. <laughs> You're like, fuck? yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's some weird <laughs> billionaire talk. Yeah, yeah I don't, again... We have a president. You can, if you want to put all the crimes out. Yeah. You know the um, the number of allegations, uh, incredible allegations of like assault against him, and it's like, eh. yeah, that's nah, it's cool. I don't it, know. I don't, it actually makes people more likely to vote for him, or it makes his supporters more likely to vote for him because they feel like he stands for old timey caveman politics, uh, sexual politics. Uh, He's got Joe Namath's vote. Yeah. So Courtney Friel uh, responded, Donald, I believe we're both married. And I quickly ended the call. This proposition made it difficult for me to report with a straight face on Trump running for president. It infuriated me that he would call all the women who shared stories of his bold advances liars. I totally believe them. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. this is the fucking uh, dimension we're in right now. Yeah. So, I mean, it does seem like literally... There's nothing that could happen that would make yeah, his supporters abandon. I mean, him. yeah, he's 
I mean, what we know, he's got a weird dick. Right. He's a sex crim. Yeah. He's racist. Yeah. He's a liar. Every time he says something racist or does something or like like it's revealed he's like sexually assaulted somebody, his support like strengthens among his base. Well, I mean, yeah, because I guess that really there's this, these people who still are, you know, long for this bygone era of misogyny where like that's cool. Or like, or they're like, I don't know, you know, I'm I come from the school of thought where like boys will be boys. Yeah. Or, you know it's all that locker room talk bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Where in the, the twenty twenty version is, you know, you know, sex predators are sex predators. Yeah. You know, but but, but however they want to dismiss it and rationalize, I guess. That's their prerogative to try and rationalize their support. Is is that base of idiots, is it is it small and loud or is it as large as he wants us to believe it is? That's like kind of my question going into the next election. Oh, no, it's is, big. It's, it's, it's big significant. enough to vote him to, pres- to the presidency. Yeah. For sure. I guess, I guess I always kind of wonder. It's enough people to get out the vote, right? But I always wonder, is this kind of the equivalent of like an Instagram account that has like eight million followers, but then a Only lot gets 3, of 3,000 likes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's one of those things where I think a lot of people are not willing to out loud express what their values are. But then a lot of them are in line with Trump. So it only seems like you see the very vocal people. Right. But the numbers don't lie. And when they get in the the voting booth. Unless the votes are rigged. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they're. And it's not just the votes. It's he's breaking all sorts of records for funding and for raising raising uh, money for his campaign, for his reelection campaign. Yeah, there's this dude, uh, Joel Stein, who wrote a book in defense of elitism where he went to the county that had the highest portion. I think it was 96% of the people in that county voted for Trump. It was in Texas. And he like spent some time with the people who lived there. It was, wasn't a huge county, but uh, he was pointing out that when dinner was served, like the men ate first and then the women ate. Oh shit! Saying, it was that far. Yeah, back. Mm. and he was saying like that. They're time traveling. Yeah, if you if that's like one of the things that's built into your way of life, and then you hear that like there's this politically correct wave that's coming, and so like uh, somebody like Trump seems like they're uh, you know a wall that's going to protect your way of life. Right. Like, right. Um. Which well, yeah, makes sense to me. I mean, well, and especially for if your values are not, you know, up to speed with where most of society is, like that's that's like an L people don't want to take, like just for your own ego. Yeah, like to acknowledge sure. where you're like, man, like, am I am I fucked up? Am yeah, I, nah, fuck that, Trump, baby, Trump, baby. Yeah, yeah. Don't and make me think the, about this. That's the farthest energy away from. Oh, maybe I should have an open mind and see the other side. Like that yeah, will never no. happen. Yeah. There's a there's a Max Planck quote that like is really bleak, but I love a lot. But it's a uh, basically translated was like science advances one funeral at a time. Mm. Wow. And it's just kind of like expressing that idea that like there isn't a ton of like minds that change on right. things. Yeah. It's more like the bigger effect is like this older generation that yeah. is wrong and curmudgeonly and sticking to their beliefs dies off. And hopefully their kids are the ones that have more of a chance of kind of being a little bit more enlightened yeah. along the way. And when we're older... You know, our generation will probably be the one that's fighting to hang on to shit. Yeah. Max Planck, by the way, 
just a one of the all-time sex symbols of i don't know if you've seen his picture but <laughs> i just googled him <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> that stash man oh <laughs> uh, yeah. talk about the plonk length i don't know any physics yeah, guys out there but... uh all right we're gonna know. take a, another quick break we'll be right back And we're back, and so is Avatar. Uh, <laughs> 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 Just love that as a sentence. Yeah, that's the uh, tagline of the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Man, we're, hey, Avatar's back, baby. You won't have to wait much longer relative to how long you've had to wait already, because the first Avatar sequel is slated for December 2021. Yeah, which is two years, two years away, from now. baby. <laughs> Strap up. So. We were talking about this earlier, and I mean, there hasn't been a 3D movie that achieved the levels of, you know, full absorption and, you know, just being amazing to look at a, yeah. as Avatar. So is it is it a thing where it just takes like 10 years to render all that shit, and that's why nobody's done it, and it's also why it's taking so long for the sequel to come know. out? I I mean, it's probably like... the. Your return on investment, like that's what a lot of studios will probably think about. It's like to do it good, right? You probably spend like four hundred million, yeah, to do that shit, litty litty litty. I think that's what didn't the first one cost around that much? Avatar budget, easy to Google, and that budget was two hundred thirty-seven million dollars. Yeah, um, so yeah, which that's the production budget. So you yeah add yeah on the marketing, marketing budget, Ooh, five boy, no, um, one fifty at least. What for that marketing? 150 150 million on top of the one. Oh, I was saying five like total 237 plus probably oh, you at least yeah, double yeah, yeah. it. So I guess yeah, we're investment. looking at what the uh, 387 there. Call, and yet they still use papyrus font for the, <laughs> for the title. Yeah, hey, look, you got to cut corners. But I mean, I think, yeah. But then you look at it, it's like, can, can we sink $400 million into a film? Because that's just going to have to do at least $401 million. Yeah. <laughs> well, to make it profitable. He He's pretty reliable on uh, making things that look like bad investments uh, end up being huge money makers. I think the real credit to that film goes to the fact that people were so fucked up over how immersive it was there were like i always talk about this people who were like going to the film constantly yeah to be like i need to be in pandora yeah i have to go to pandora i wish pandora was real i just need to be there i will watch the movie every day until they take it out of my theater yeah and then there was like like cases of like depression of yeah. people who couldn't return to pandora right. and stuff like that too yeah, yeah. pandora listness based sadness yeah, yeah. Um, i i mean look they they got new concept art yeah, I guess so they CES. released new, new concept art that, honestly, I'm looking at it kind of shrunk down a little bit, so maybe it looks really dope up close, but it, it just looks like uh, some screensaver shit. Like, it just looks... It looks like it looks like a really good Final Fantasy game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it looks like. It looks I, like, I, say, like maybe Crash Bandicoot might pop out from one of these floating <laughs> rocks. Uh, I, 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 the first movie, it's it's not a good movie. I enjoyed it. And I think like it's not uh, it's not an enjoyment on like an uh, artistic appreciation. I think like 
I took it in as this is the biggest piece of cotton candy that humanity's ever made. Yeah, and then absolutely. you can kind of like consume it that way, and it's just you know it's the sheer spectacle. There was like there was a certain point when I had to make that decision in my life in general of like oh I think I need to start enjoying a lot more of those like mass event like uh, yeah. uh let's like loud ass black eyed peas fireworks like yeah. kind of you know spectacle type things yeah and this was like the ultimate one of those of yeah. just like and then you take a second you're like wait is this just about colonialism <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh you can't no you have to turn that's part of this is you have to turn off your turn brain off like, all your historical yeah, nuances yeah. and be like Hold on, this is a love letter to colonialism. Yeah, you have to you you can't think about the images it's sending to anyone, to children. <laughs> you can't think of like what this means about what we respect as a people. Right, right. You have to sit there and like laugh when the pterodactyl like flies by and it looks like it zooms your face because right. of the Well, 3D you got to first you got to Fuck the pterodactyl with your lung pony. With your pony. Right, right, yeah. right. And they yeah. have a magical dreadlock that fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, Avatar wasn't a love letter to colonialism. It was like a dances with wolves, like white guy. White savior. Okay, kind of sure. Savior. Yeah, yeah. I guess the, there was the themes of colonialism right. in it, too, oh, yeah. where, yeah, there's they were clearly getting... the mad general who's like, we're going to take all their resources. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy was such, such a, like, over-the-top villain, too. I know, too. yeah. I think it was Fern Gully, actually, wasn't it? It was, yeah. The direct ripoff was Ferngully, right? For sure, everyone's like, "This is Ferngully," yes. and then you start like examining, you're like, "Okay, there's capitalism in here, there's right. racism, colonialism, there's that scene where they paint with all the colors of the wind." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was there an unnecessary dance sequence in that too? No, I there think was there was. Oh, God, at some I point, wish. didn't they go to like like a Avatar, like a Navi party, and it was like lit. Yeah, uh, I remember because I feel like they were playing mushrooms oh, okay. and shit like bongos. I'm like, oh, right. Man, it was like right. very supposed to be Native American type. Yeah, it was. What, it also felt yeah like. What did they like, have? Unobtainium. That's unobtainium the mineral. Was the mineral. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's very so, subtle. Very subtle. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. Um, very very cool. Very legal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the one thing it is the closest that movies have come to a ride. Like Scorsese yeah. was talking about how movies like those uh, movies are the uh, comic book films. Yeah. Comic book movies are all rides. I feel like that. No, is, this is a fucking ride. That is mm-hmm. a fucking ride. In in addition to the fact that it's just more about the experience than anything, like it just didn't last in our cultural memory at all. Like a movie does movies usually like people will use them as like touchstones to like, well, there was nothing new about the film in terms of its storytelling or anything. Yeah. It was purely the visuals of it that was different. Other than that, the movie is trash. It just d- dissolved like cotton candy from, Whoa. from our collective wow. cultural. Look at that. Holy shit. Uh, all Don't right. hurt him, Jack. <laughs> Tesla, baby. Uh, moving <laughs> on. Lori Laughlin. No. Uh, yeah, Tesla... You know, we all doubted him, guys. We all <laughs> doubted that this man who, uh, you know, came from humble nothing, beginnings, humble beginnings uh, he only <laughs> had handfuls of uh, emeralds in his pockets when he was walking around as a kid. He did not, uh, it's not like he had backpacks full of it. It was just loose emeralds. No, just loose emeralds. A couple in your loose emeralds in his pockets. I got no big loose deal. emeralds in my pocket. Um, but he, uh, so. They people have been shorting the Tesla stock for the last year. It's been the most shorted stock on the stock market. Uh, and 
Elon Musk said that they were going to become profitable for the first time in the third quarter, 2019, and they did do that. So people were surprised. So their you stock went up a little a bit. Bitch, you did it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You did it. And then uh, they had another good quarter in Q4 of 2019, and now their stock is up 93% in the last three months. So this motherfucker uh, is getting it done. I guess so. Yeah. Whatever yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. It's now the most valuable car company in US history. It passed GM's market value, which I mean like, you know, because of inflation that's probably always going up and up whatever the current most valuable car company in the United States is is probably the most valuable ever, but it's still pretty impressive because it's, you know, tangling with these massive ancient companies and it is a upstart uh, I think he's wasting his time. Yeah, with all this stuff. Really, yeah. I think he needs to focus on blunts. Blunts. Uh, yeah, and his... how to do them more efficiently. Whatever. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, what's the Tesla blunts? He is dating an electronic music like artist who's really good. Like, she makes good electronic music. Did you see him dance? Yeah, that was <laughs> awful. That was the worst. Thing I've ever seen. I was at a wedding. I that didn't want to be at. Crime. <laughs> yeah. And he, he. I think he almost did like the like yeah. Egyptian. Like, how is he dating Grimes? They're still together. I think so. Like, I, I think there's been rumors that they're broken up, but then I think she, like, her publicist probably float that they're broken up just mm. because they know it's not a good look for her. But I, I'm pretty sure recently. I had the same response. I was like, wait, they're not still together. And someone's like, yeah, oh, they are. God. Yeah, I feel like Grimes stock has definitely been going down in the yeah, last three Grimes months. Grimes stock so. is at an all time low yeah. while Tesla stock, all time high. <laughs> so he's he's a total he's a total nut, no doubt. Yeah. But I also think who else is creating more of a push for us to actually start driving motherfucking electric cars yeah. right now. No, like, for I sure. Think, I think that is so important. I Oh, I think the technology is important. Yeah. And I, I think, but that's where I, I keep it there. Yes. I think the technology Full, is important. Yeah. And granted, I think SpaceX is now about to be the largest operator of satellites in the world. That's yeah. wild. That's where I'm almost like, hold on. Dude, yeah. You're like a broke ass fucking, uh, what's that motherfucker from Iron Man? Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the all the Bond villain shit is definitely scary. I I feel feel absolutely free to clown on Musk. Yeah, but I man, I I would love if like Teslas became the most popular vehicle in the next ten years and everybody stopped using so much gas. Yeah, like why not? The, the second. Oh man. Oof. That's why like every I think Sony just unveiled a concept car. It's interesting because Sony. Know, yeah, a full on Sony car. At a foot long Sony car? A foot long, foot long. Foot long subway Sony car. <laughs> Damn. The vin- vinegar and mayo. On vinegar, that mayo, too. mustard, and salt and pepper that's in the same shaker. What if you just wanted pepper? Yeah. You know what I mean? Can't, do- can't be done. Impossible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, they're. We, we're we're on our way, yeah. Maybe, yeah, to yeah. the electric, more electric vehicles. I, like, I, re- I realize it's attainable. I realize it's unpopular. I realize it's a little bit of a devil's advocate thing, but I do think. Like he is a necessary weirdo right now that is pushing the market towards okay, people actually want like not just hybrids, like fully yeah. electric vehicles. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, I think he is. I I like the design of that truck. Come on, <laughs> come you? on, guys. Uh, no, but I I think it's as long as we can get our mind around the fact, and he can get his mind around the fact that he's a fucking dork. Like Tony yeah. Stark, 
the most unrealistic thing about Tony Stark, other than that he can like you know hack shit together with a screwdriver, uh, is that he was cool and like funny and like fun to hang around. Elon Musk is probably none of those things, and in fact is definitely a little bit evil based on how he treated that one uh, whistleblower. Uh, yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. I just like this story because it proves once again that people uh, who like traders and the people who pay attention to the stock market, uh, despite the fact that all the smartest people in America go into that shit, uh, or at least the smartest greedy people, uh, they don't know what the fuck they're doing because yeah. they've been shorting the shit out of that company. And hmm, hmm, huh, huh. Uh, let's talk about Lori Laughlin. Uh, her defense is basically, I, I didn't do anything. It's uh, I, we've talked constantly about how she's saying, "I'm gonna fight the case." Yeah, I'm gonna fight the case. Right, I'm gonna fight the case. That I is a good Lori Laughlin impression. That's what I'm. I'm actually. <laughs> I just booked uh, the role of Lori Laughlin in the Lifetime movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a little. It's interesting. Yeah. Bong Joo is uh, re- uh, writing the script. What do you, how do you say? How do you write, say that dude's name? The dude who wrote Parasite, who directed Parasite. Parasite. Oh, I don't know. I thought I thought that was Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he's directing. That was a good acceptance speech, by the way, on on the Golden Globes. Well, what was his? Called us all idiots. Oh, he did. Like, I didn't the second you guys can get past the one inch barrier uh, at the bottom of the of like the subtitles at the bottom of the screen. Uh, you're gonna have like a whole world of really great movies open up to you. Oh, that's Seriously. so cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's like, uh, I don't, I don't know if you've seen what your country's cranking out. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's Xeroxes of Xeroxes. Right. <laughs> like, and meanwhile, we're doing some real shit over it here. It is interesting that this movie has broken through as much as it has. Parasite. I think it's really like because there's like a class thing going on. Like the same with Joker. And Parasite is really about class, like, in a very deep and interesting and, like, visceral way. Yeah, and I think also just Korean media is having a, a big a big moment yeah. on, in the world. Yeah. Like, a it's lot of people a are very, storm of a yeah, being like, yeah, we fuck with the K-pop. Yeah. Like, oh, what's up with the movies? Yeah, would this have broken through without the K-pop stands? I don't like, know, man. And their I, box office budget. Is there, <laughs> is there Snowpiercer without BTS? Right. Uh, yeah. Really? Without Blackpink or Pink Blacks, the quest, question of our times. Yeah. Without losing thirty-three pairs of iPods in one year, <laughs> like that one member of BTS. Um, okay. So Lori Laughlin, we just know she was saying, "I didn't know I couldn't do that," but now we're starting to see what her actual defense is. So again, she, her her daughters, you know, they're supposed to be like rowing. They're yeah. like doing rowing crew. They photoshopped her into, or they just took a photo of them on rowing machines to be okay. like, yeah, dude, they're in, dude, they're in the lab, just getting fucking yoked, all right, right. for these regattas. Um, and so I guess what the defense is that those photos were never actually submitted to USC, therefore they weren't defrauding the university. And also they were just saying this guy Rick Singer. We just gave him $500,000 because he said, you know, he's like a dude. We consult with him to get our daughters in. We didn't know that money was going into a bribe. Uh huh. Give us a break. Right. Also, I mean, come on, man. USC is trash. <laughs> I'll never let this, this is never let that go. This has been brewing up. Dave. I just don't know. Uh, yeah. It's just an odd. I mean, I guess that's the defense, though. It's just very simple. He never said the 500K was to pad someone's pockets over downtown la uh right. and get our kid in that way so did we really do anything wrong if anything this guy defrauded us therefore innocent Lori laughlin massimo out 
Yeah. I mean... Guys, yeah. hear me out. Lori Laughlin is doing the most to drive the electric car market. <laughs> despite what you say, despite the criticisms, yes, there is a bit. There's a net benefit for society with this. I mean, there was also that uh, rumor that went around that she had hired somebody to give her jail classes, like to to prepare her right. for jail. Oh, not yeah. true. That's not true. Damn. Yeah. Although that is a thing people do. Yeah. That, a, is it really? Oh well, I knew a I knew a dude. Will Ferrell? Who, no, yeah. Oh, okay. And he hired this guy, Kevin Hart, <laughs> to braid his hair. Uh, the there was a there was somebody in in the neighborhood, uh-huh. uh, in the valley, who we all knew was about to go to prison, and legit hired a dude to like sort of be like, look, you're a white kid who's about to go into like a right. actual penitentiary, like prepare yourself. Right. Uh, and like started lifting mad weights and stuff and doing stuff like that. I mean, it's probably different. I'm sure Lori, Lori Laughlin would go into a different prison right. than that. So that's why like many people, I think we're just laughing at the idea that she have you seen have a picture of her lately though? She's fucking yoked. She's ripped. Yeah. And yeah, has like no a neck. sick neck tattoo. Just no yeah. neck. Dude. Yeah. She's like winged. She can't even get her <laughs> arms by her side. She's like, dude, I'm sorry, bro. Uh, Ali, it's been a pleasure having you, man. This oh, hell yeah, blast. guys. Thanks for having me. Where yeah. can people uh, find you, follow you? Uh, on Instagram, I am at Ali underscore Gondur. That last name is G-H-A-N-D-O-U-R. Um, and on Twitter, uh, you should probably just search for my name because my Twitter handle is so fucked up. <laughs> I made a mis- mistake when I made it, and now it's like a good password that nobody can crack. So, uh, But yeah, search for uh, Ali on Twitter, and I should pop up. Yeah. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, yes. Um, uh, oh, I'm going to pull a huge audible just because we were talking about uh, Avatar so much. Uh, from uh, my friend uh, Ryan Rosenberg, he is at Chosenberg. He had a tweet that said, uh, excuse me, this is Navy Blue. I asked for Navi Blue. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Oh, man. Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, also, you can find us on the stage at the Gateway Theater January 25th in San Francisco as part of SF Sketch Fest with special guests Demi Adijuibe and Michael Swain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be a live show. Like, that is going to be. Like, it's live. Okay. Indeed. Uh, and come say what's up to us. You can get those tickets at sfsketchfest.com. Uh, and also, check out our other live dates because we're, we're, we've got a world yeah, tour where, coming Yeah, where up. can they check those out? Are those uh, on well, our website? We've been tweeting them out. Uh, yes. And, you know, just, uh, just follow check us our on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, we'll t- you know we're, we're in Portland. Okay. We're going to be in D.C. We're going to be in Brooklyn. We're going to be in Minneapolis. We're going to be in Toronto and Chicago. That's just the first leg. Okay? That's the first leg, guys. And as we know, the Zeit Gang has nine legs. So... Yes. This is there'll, there'll be eight more legs to follow. Wait, are we like a spider oh. with a giant spider? We're, dong? A, we're in, yeah, or just one with a mutation. Okay, however you want to look at it. Some call it a dong. Some call it a <laughs> uh, okay. A tweet that I like uh, is from. I mean, this is just I, everyone's been loving this tweet. It's from Ken Klippenstein. It says, "U.S. We want Iraq to have a, di- a democracy. Iraq votes to remove U.S. troops. U.S. No, not like that." a couple tweets i've been enjoying domino books at domino comics uh tweeted so there was a hill article chelsea clinton reaps nine million dollars from corporate board position and domino books tweeted i delivered food to chelsea multiple times for my job she always tipped zero dollars so cool (laughs) 
cool Chelsea. And then Christy Yamaguchi, man, uh, one of the great, aka uh, authors, muses, or muses. no, no, yeah, we're that isn't that was, yeah, he is oh. the author, he is the uh, Shakespeare of AKAs. Uh, uh, he tweeted, Co worker of mine got a tattoo of a wolf that's supposed to be a Nordic god or some shit, and I won't stop calling it Pokemon names like Flareon and Ninetales, and he got so mad. He's into rebel flags and shit, so I like fucking with him. Uh, <laughs> shout out to him. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's I going to be today? Uh, this is from Kamal Williams. Uh, who is from the UK um, and actually is like a dope producer, but also did uh, like a, an album with this other drummer, someone Yusuf. They had a group called Yusuf Kamal. I've played their tracks before, but this is from Kamal Williams. Uh, very jazzy, okay? Because you know I like rhythm, I like live instruments, uh, and this is called New Heights uh, by Kamal Williams. Let's, let's reach new heights. Huh? Mm. Come on, come on, Elon. New heights. Give me that Tesla blunt so I can reach new heights. He should run for president. Now there's the guy who should <laughs> oh, run for hell president. Hell yes, guys. dog. Finally. Dude, the Glad blunt somebody agenda. somebody said it. The blunt agenda. <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan. Now there's who should run for president. All right. Yeah. Uh, Man, all right. Thanks. We're going to ride out on that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today we will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast and we'll talk to you then we'll also talk to you this afternoon yeah. with the trending zeitgeist we'll be back update. don't worry uh bye bye